the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming around. Wait, wait, what's going on here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Boop, 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 boop. That looks like my, uh, are you fine? Uh, I am fine. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. So, okay. Give me that. Got a little distortion going on here. Okay, here. Wait, we're going to hand. We're going to hand John another microphone. That would be three. Okay. Hey. Oh, hey. There All right. Go. You sound good on Is three. Is that better? You sound good on... Nice. Hey, did you have a nice Father's Day, John? <laughs> I got a sore throat. Do you? No, just kidding. That's oh. what it sounded like I oh, had. Oh, yeah, it did. <laughs> no, it was an excellent Father's Day. It was really... It was a really terrific Father's oh, Day. Oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. I did probably very little. That's a wonderful Father's mm-hmm. Day, right? Yeah. If you're dad. I'll tell you. I mean, uh, we were talking about this last week. I was telling my wife about this. You know... Uh, was that that article we read last week about 120 minutes? Is it a day uh, for outside that does you the oh, best? Oh no no no! A week. A week. It's 120 minutes in a week I'm, of being I'm outside. I'm doing that a day easily. <laughs> Good for you. Easily a day. Really, that's all I want to do. That's is just wonderful. Be in the yard in one form or another. That's great. Which is but, what I which did. Which is impressive because it's been like not so great weather wise. There's been a lot of rain. I got a big porch. Okay. Happy to sit on the front porch that's as well. Great. Uh, and are you out there listening to the radio? Are you out there uh, mostly reading I'm, a book? Mostly you... I'm reading. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, more often than not, I'm just sitting there mindless. <laughs> just staring out. <laughs> just kind of looking at the – I'm looking at the birds. Um, we got deer in the yard. Uh, I just – I'm looking at flowers. I just – I'm kind of just lingering. Mm, good for you. It's very, I mean, I very nice. It, I think it's wonderful. Very enjoyable. Did you have a special Father's Day meal? Oh, did I ever. Uh, I had T-bones. Man, my wife, wow. she hooked me up. Did uh-huh. she She grilled us? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. With a pie. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Man, you are lucky. I am. I really. I just said to her today, thanks for a great day yesterday. Oh, that's really. nice. Because, you know, she, my wife works hard. Um, she's got a, a, her own retail business, so she works six days a week. Right. She's not so, letting grass ground her. No, her only day off is Sunday. And more often than not, you know, she's busy on Sunday. Sure. I'm like, don't do anything. Please just hang out with me. That's be my Father's Day thing. So we hung out together in the yard and just kind of futzed around. And then she went in and made this gorgeous meal for me. So very, very nice day. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. good for you. Yeah, thank you. I was cooking yesterday because, of course, you know, I was trying to honor my husband. Yeah. And uh, we did the shrimp scampi thing. Oh, And then we, nice. uh, you know what we had for dessert? Hmm. Chocolate-covered pretzels. Oh, isn't that one of the great? That surely is. Are you kidding me? Those dark chocolate-covered pretzels. Sarah's. Yeah, of course. Oh, that's really good. Come on, it just doesn't get Who any doesn't? better. Can you imagine working the? If you worked like the assembly I line, would weigh, your job. Uh, I mean, I would weigh a hundred pounds more than I currently weigh. I wonder if there are signs up at the Sarah, like back in the in the back room. Do not eat the food. Well, or, I think or, they just assume if you eat the food, you're going to be gone. I think it's just an. You think? I think it's a maxim that you understand before you say yes to the candy factory job. Where's the self control? I mean, 
Well, also, when you're around something that much, it doesn't become quite as appealing. Probably so. You're just sick of it, right? Right. But <laughs> like you and I looking at each other here in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you again. Hello, friend. Hello. Oh, hey, I saw a really humbling article in uh, on Fox News today by Caleb Park talking about an American pastor who went to visit China to train faith leaders that were experiencing and are experiencing Christian persecution. It's a story about Wayne Cordero, who's the pastor of New Hope Christian Fellowship in Honolulu, Hawaii. And he shared about a recent trip that he took to China with 22 Christian leaders. Um, and uh, when he got there, he met 18 people who had been imprisoned in China um, simply for living out and sharing their faith. Um, he told the the Chinese Christians that... Um, that he had smuggled some Bibles into the country at one time or another. And they said that they had smuggled Bible passages on small pieces of paper also, but into prison for their friends that were imprisoned. So they weren't able to take a Bible into prison, but so they would take bits of the Bible and hand them off to their friends. Okay. Um, now listen to this. They asked uh, later in the, in the meeting, the man from Hawaii, the pastor is uh, asking them to turn to a passage in Second Peter that he's going to preach on, right? But he realized that one of the woman, women handed the, her Bible to somebody else, but recited the entire book. Recited the of she Second memorized. Peter. She memorized the whole thing, and so he said, "No, wait a minute, hold on. How do you have that whole thing memorized?" And she said that they, when she was in prison. People smuggled in pieces of that book so that she was able to put the whole thing together. And she said, I memorized it as fast as I could, because even though they can take the paper away, they can't take what's hidden in your heart. Wow. Oh, that is so And so cool. she memorized the whole thing. Isn't oh, that a terrific story? It sure is. And that article goes on to talk about Christine Kane, who's a, a well-known um, uh, Christian evangelical teacher. She said that she was invited to a gathering with 500 leaders of the Chinese underground church, and they asked her to teach them how to lead young people because they said that they were afraid that they were losing their chi- their children in China to Western values. And this is what they said. They said, we don't understand anything about leadership or about Western leadership. Could you help us? All we know how to do is pray. All we know how to do is believe God. That's how we had revival in China when we're not even allowed to carry the word of God. The only leadership training we give our people is we teach them how to witness to their executioner on their way to their execution. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, that's all the leadership training you need. So Christine Kane said, uh, I got nothing. I got nothing for you. Right. She said, I don't even know if I'm a Christian compared to you. Yeah. She said, so how about you all lay your hands on me and pray that I have that kind of faith. Oh, that's so fabulous. Wow. Isn't that a, I just cannot, just that beautiful, all we know how to do is teach. Is, and you can't take what's hidden in your heart. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Hey, we got a big show for you today. Uh, as we always do every Monday, we go to the White House. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, it seems a little calm right now in Washington, D.C. I think I got a to change. I think I got a cough. Why is that? I don't know, but the president's not going to like it. Mm-mm. Be careful. WORD. Question. Who is history's most notorious criminal? Here's a hint. It's not Osama bin Laden, Adolf Hitler, or even Judas Iscariot. 
It's actually someone who is yet to be revealed. I'm talking about the Antichrist. Who is he and why should you care? Find out this week as John MacArthur looks at the man who would be Christ on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Gold is a better way. Gold is a better way. Gold is a better way.com. Imagine doing business with a company that seeks to add massive value before asking for your business. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the co-owner of Advantage Gold and the author of the now national best-selling book, Gold is a Better Way. This book may not be for you, but if you're like most people, you'll be blown away when you learn why gold is set to soar to over $10,000. And as a bonus for hitting the bestsellers list, I've been gifted 250 copies from my publisher. If you have an IRA or 401k with over $100,000, I want to send you a copy of the national best-selling book. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000 to claim your free national best-selling book now. No salespeople, no rigmarole. Just call 800-900-8000 to claim your free national best-selling book now. We promise to add massive value before ever asking for your business. Call 800-900-8000. Gold is a better way. That's 800-900-8000. Providence Presbyterian Church, Washington Alliance Church, Bethlehem Lutheran Church, St. John the Baptist Church, Impact Christian Church, The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club you save as much as half. Half off home improvement services, web design, family entertainment, music festivals, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping and God save the green. She has a way of communicating to you what's going on and correcting you with you actually wanting to do it. With Dr. Megan Stock, exceptional dental care can be habit forming. Personally, I was doing some habits that I could have gotten better at and I never really felt motivated to change before. And then after meeting with Dr. Megan, she said it in such a nice way that it's like, oh, well, maybe I should start doing these things. It changed some of my habits because of her. So it's pretty cool. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Every Monday. My apologies. Every Monday we start off by going to the White House. It's hard. <laughs> Unless you're Darth Vader. It's, it's hard when your equipment uh, is failing here yeah. in the uh, Word FM studios. Greg Clarkson is with us from SRN News, the White House correspondent. He's got his uh, his ear to the ground to what's happening in and around Washington, D.C. Hey, uh, uh, Greg, uh, thanks for joining us again on a Monday. How are things in the uh, nation's capital? Hey, it's uh, it's quiet before the big announcement, at least in, in return in regarding uh, President Trump and his 2020 uh, campaign, which kicks off tomorrow. And you will be... Yep, you'll be present and accounted for. Um, and, and this is going to happen in Orlando in front of what kind of crowd, Greg? Yeah, Orlando is the venue tomorrow. Uh, the Amway Center, it's a 20,000 seat basketball arena. We're hearing reports that fire marshals might allow more people in because there may be, you know, seating on the floor, uh, in addition to the arena bowl permanent seating. Uh, but you know, you think about the differences between the president's first um, uh, initial announcement running for the White House in the Trump Tower coming down the escalator. Remember that? Mm, I do. Yeah. yeah. And uh, 
And there were certainly people there, but it wasn't anything like what's going to be tomorrow. So you've got, you know, 20,000-plus people inside the basketball arena. Uh, I'll be flying down to Florida tomorrow uh, for our SRN news coverage throughout the day and nice. evening and the follow-up on Wednesday morning. But also, the president has been saying on Twitter here the last couple of days that there are as many as 100,000 people that have been trying to get tickets. And so people have already lined up outside, and there's going to be some overflow activity and some concerts and vendors and all, all that stuff tomorrow afternoon and large TV monitor screens put up so that outside the people can be participating in the event as well. Nice. 20,000 to maybe 100,000 people in that crowd. Let us pray that no one coughs. Yeah. You uh, you saw the video, did mm-hmm. you? We did. <laughs> Yeah, the video of uh, this was an outtake, in essence, from the uh, interview that ABC News did with the president. He's in the Oval Office. He's giving an answer to George Stephanopoulos. And there's a faint cough in the background picked up by the microphones. But obviously Trump heard it, and uh, he stops his answer, calls out. It turns out it's the chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney. And the president, you know, says, you know, you can't be coughing in the Oval Office. Go outside. <laughs> I think I think most of us, the initial reaction is, we don't always have control over the cough. Right. Um, but right. Now, is that so that's new uh, Oval Office protocols no in, since Trump has come to uh, power? Well, um, as of as of the interview with ABC News, it is. So it was maybe an unwritten rule um, until we uh, we had it called out by the president. But that gave us a little bit of a glimpse in in the behind the scenes uh, aspect of uh, what, um, you know, what gets the attention of the commander-in-chief. Right. I mean, it's interesting to watch the clip because if you've ever been on a film set, you know, you understand the, the, the give and take and the sort of the protocol, the quiet, all that whole thing. But this wasn't really a film set. It was just a, a an interview, and you would expect there to be some wild sound from the background or whatnot. Right, and the but, president is seated, and George Stephanopoulos is kind of standing. Kind at of, the kind side of, of the desk. Right, kind of like stooping over. They're, you know, like they're looking at something together, and right. then you hear a yeah. cough, and then... You know, the the president is obviously bothered by it. Clearly like, upset. Right. And to be honest, uh, in that setting, the, the person, you know, Mick Mulvaney was well off mic. You may have heard something as a viewer or listener, but it wasn't like something, you know, tipping over and crashing. Right. Uh, but the president, he was not he was not happy with that and and moved uh, to, uh, you know, say, hey, let's uh, you want to do t- another take on this answer that hopefully won't be <laughs> won't be interrupted this time. You know, it reminds me of an interview. I think it was with the New York Times. Um, and this was a year or two ago, um, deep in the transcript of, of a lengthy interview with reporters. And this was not, um, you know, for broadcast, but uh, deep in the transcript, um, there was an aide, I think it was a uh, former economic advisor of the president, sitting in the Oval Office, sitting in on the interview, and he sneezed very loudly, so much so that the president paused mm-hmm. to ask if the aide was okay because it was such a loud sneeze. <laughs> but he maybe he's just uh, he's very sensitive to these kinds of noises. Right. Right. Or maybe he's a dermaphobe. Yeah. Or he wants to be Steven Spielberg. <laughs> right. Could be any of those well, things. You know, you know, John, that's the other thing. The president obviously has an eye and attention sure. to detail when it comes to television mm-hmm. and stagecraft. Um, we've we've known this for a long time. Of course, he comes from, um, in recent years before getting into politics, uh, you know, a television background. And so the idea that, you know, if it's not framed right or it's not sounding right, he wants to do it until it does sound and look right. Right. So let's uh, move forward to talk about the polls the Democrats, I mean, what, 23 people running for president, Greg? 
Yeah, it's a it's a huge crowd. We're just uh, just have learned in the last few days what the de- you know the debate lineup is going to be on consecutive nights coming up here in just the next couple of weeks. Um, the poll numbers are interesting because we're starting to see a little more fluctuation, a little bit more movement up by some candidates and down by some. Joe Biden continues to be the front runner in the Democratic field by most accounts. What's interesting is that there have been a handful. There were a handful of Head, hypothetical head-to-head matchups yesterday put out by Fox News, and um, it shows President Trump losing in five matchups against the top five Democrats right now, and losing to Joe Biden by ten points. Wow. Now again, it's a hypothetical across-the-board national matchup, and electoral votes are won state by state, so you have to keep that in, in mind. Uh, but the president this morning is talking about only fake polls are showing him losing. And one of those polls is Fox News, which is his, his favorite news outlet, of course. So very interesting. He wasn't too happy with the findings of a Fox News poll. I wonder if the uh, just the fallout of the 2016 election will show itself when it comes to the predictions for this election. I mean, I, they were the the predictions were so off. I mean, it wasn't just like a couple percentage points off. I mean, they were so violently off. I wonder if it would, if it's going to make pollsters less likely to put out, you know, a, a perspective on a coming election. Do you know anything about that, Greg? Well, I do know. I, I do think you're right that there there is that. Um, well, th- th- there's two things. It's two sided. There's there's a, f- a fear, and if not fear, there's a concern. From, col- from pollsters and news media organizations that uh, cooperate in conducting uh, and sponsoring these polls, that they are, in fact, going to be as accurate as possible. Um, obviously, there's always a margin of error, and you have to understand that it is meant to be a snapshot, although you're absolutely right, Kathy, in saying that in 2016, um, many of these were well, well off the mark. On the other hand, you have the, the general public, um, and especially Trump supporters who are going to be extremely wary of any poll mm-hmm. based on what happened in 2016. And it seems as if the president is trying to say, hey, dismiss the polls right now. He says we're looking good, even though there have been some internal polls from within the Trump campaign showing that there are some uh, some real challenges ahead for the president. And I think that's... Uh, that's going to be really the the main thread that we're going to see in a lot of polling going forward is that the president, um, even though he won in 2016, the margin of victory was very small in several critical mm-hmm. states, whether you're talking Pennsylvania, whether you're talking Wisconsin, Michigan. Those were key states where um, the margin of victory was not very large for, for Donald Trump, and he's going to have to replicate that after what will be almost four years in office. Greg Clugson is with us from SRN News, where he is the White House correspondent. Greg, along with those polls, is it true that the president was so unhappy with some of the polling results that he essentially fired some pollsters? Yeah, there is some reporting from NBC News and some others along that line. That, uh, And this goes into uh, this thread of recent tweets that the president has been sending starting in the middle of last week and continuing uh, toward the weekend where he's been talking a lot about the poll numbers. Uh, He's been saying a couple of things. First of all, he's been assuring his supporters that his numbers look good, that he's confident he can he can uh, win re-election in these very critical swing states that proved to be very successful for him last time. 
And he's also been telling report, um, telling uh, people and supporters, like I mentioned just a moment ago, that they should dismiss these um, these polls right now. And he's and he's also accusing the media of suppressing his support um, among the findings. Um, so you know he didn't he didn't provide any evidence of that, and perhaps he was making a reference to 2016 because those were so off base in many cases. Right. Yeah, that's hard. Though. I mean, look, despots fire pollsters who tell them news that they don't like. Not act, you know, not well elected leaders. But at the same time, and this is why the situation with Trump is always so confusing and hard to dissect, is that he has a point is that the, the news media is just unbelievably hard on him. So I don't, I don't know how you make sense of living in both those realities, Greg. Yeah, well, it's, it's difficult. It's a, it's a tricky balance, and uh, you have to <laughs> just take it a story at a time, a day at a time, in terms of, of, of sorting that out. And there are times when, when the president himself will, will contradict his own statements, whether they're statements of uh, the recent past or, or going farther back in his Twitter archive or speech um, archive. And so you, you just have to square those up and and um, and point those out when those those occurrences happen, um, not to be negative, but just to say, um, in case if the president does contradict himself, then you would have to say uh, this is different from what he is, uh, you know, a position in the past or what have you. Uh, but you're right; the, the poll numbers are tricky because not only the pollsters want to get it right because of what happened last time, but there's a very skeptical public out there also because of what happened last time. So let's look at uh, international news, Greg. Uh, the Iranians apparently have been busy the last couple of weeks. Oil tankers have been set on fire. It's raised the tensions between us and the Iranian government. Please fill us in. Right. Not only that, and we've we've talked about that in you know in the last couple of weeks, and the president has been tweeting about that. But also now we get this announcement from Iran that says that country could break the uranium stockpile limit. And that limit was set by the nuclear deal with Iran, um, and Iran is saying that uh, they're they're moving forward with this uranium development within the next ten days. Now, this is interesting, of course, because the, the President Trump, Donald Trump, withdrew the U.S. last year from the nuclear deal. He was very unhappy with it. He campaigned uh, back in 2015 and 16, saying that it was a horrible deal, um, and he obviously doesn't want. Uh, as most world powers don't want, doesn't want Iran to be able to, ha- you know, get its hands on nuclear weapons. But we're getting this this new announcement from Iran saying that they're they're moving forward, and will essentially be breaking one of the key elements of that Iran nuclear deal. So this announcement, on top of the uh, the attacks that we have been seeing on various vessels in the key Persian Gulf region, um, has increased tensions in the area and. Um, it's just unclear as to actually where we head next in this story. Greg, I know that there have been some, uh, there's been some tension between the president and some members of the military, especially in the leadership positions. Um, though of course, you know, being in the military, there's not a, you know, there's, there's very little comment on that, um, from their camp. Um, are there any feelings about that, Greg, as far as what the communication structure is like between the president and the military and how things are in that relationship? Well, the president um, often portrays himself uh, as a as a strong supporter of the military, and obviously he has pushed for and has received record sized you know defense department budget uh, money here um, in each of the last couple of years, and so um, he often will will point to that. But in terms of his actual working relationship with the key military leadership uh, personnel. 
Um, that's that's a more you know that's sort of a more nuanced right. um, you know answer there. Obviously, um, he is working with a an acting defense secretary right now, Patrick Shanahan, after uh, Mattis. Uh, departed the White House a few months ago, and so even though Shanahan is in the acting position, he is he is yet to be um, officially confirmed by the Senate and, and hasn't taken on that role yet in a permanent basis. And then, of course, um, it's it, beyond just the civilian leadership in the Defense Secretary at the Pentagon. You've got the actual commanders um, and and generals uh, in key positions, not only at the Pentagon but in key you know, critical hotspots around the globe. The president, at times over the years, has said that he knows more about these military conflicts and matters than <laughs> than the actual commanders and generals do. Um, so my guess is that probably isn't always received that well no, by the military not. themselves. Great. Right. Uh, before you leave us, let's go back and talk about tomorrow again. I mean, I think anybody who's just been, you know, casually following along at home, it's hard to believe that we are seriously underway in earnest with the 2020 presidential campaign. Now, of course, the Democrats have been doing this, and as the Trump campaign gets underway tomorrow, I mean, what does that look like for you, other members of the press? You've been following along the president with policy and with news and stories and whatnot. Is there another layer now of uh, new troops, so to speak, of media people who are going to start to ramp things up, and there's going to be greater emphasis, greater, what, push to look at the president and all the different uh, contenders who are vying for the seat. Yeah, in in some ways it'll be it'll be very familiar in terms of uh, the similar kinds of coverage we provide of the president and um, you know the White House. But obviously, when you add um, what will certainly be increased campaign travel, um, and he'll be holding any number of rallies. He also was uh, suggesting over the weekend the president was that he's interested in doing more television network interviews. Um, so we'll have to see um, what kind of news he may make or what posture he takes on various issues in those settings going forward. So already you have news and media organizations that have beefed up their campaign coverage simply because, especially on the Democratic side, there are so many candidates to cover that they have to you know, disperse uh, out in the field to cover those folks. And, and in terms of timing, you're right, even though we're well over, you know, we're basically a year and a half away from actual election day, it's really early in 2020 uh, that the primaries uh, begin. You're talking Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina as the uh, the first three main states in the uh, the electoral process for the primaries, and that, that begins at the end of January, early February. So we're much closer to that starting, hmm. which is why we're essentially going full tilt between now and then. That is one long haul, Greg. Sure I hope we survive it, it. I think you're. I think you're the only link we have to to sanity, and so we so much appreciate you, Greg. Well, talk to me after tomorrow. We'll see how well All that right. link is still in place. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure, friend. Thanks so much. Okay, guys. Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Information about Greg at wordfm.com. Here is your new Pella Lifestyle window when open. Here it is. Close. The new Pella Lifestyle Series is the number one performing wood window and patio door for sound control, energy efficiency, and value. Keep the outside noise outside. More peace and better rest for your family. Exceptional noise control for a quieter home. For a limited time, get 20% off your entire project or 18 months no payments, no interest. 
call 888-77-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Christian Faith Publishing helps thousands of authors just like you publish their books with a company dedicated to strong Christian values. To help you get started, we want to send you our free author submission kit. Christian Faith Publishing reviews every book submitted to us. And if your book is approved, we'll edit, design, print, and distribute your book online and in bookstores everywhere. Imagine seeing your book in specialty Christian bookstores, Amazon, iTunes, Barnes & Noble, and many others. It could happen. And it all starts with one call to Christian Faith Publishing at 800-566-1012 for your free author submission kit. If you have a novel, children's book, poetry, biography, or any inspirational work you've written, we can help you get it published today. Shouldn't you work with a publisher who shares your Christian values of integrity and honesty? You can get your book published. So call for your free author submission kit right now. Call 800-566-1012. That's 800-566-1012. 800-566-1012. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tunch Elkin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. If you've been thinking about a new car or truck, now is the time. This month, you could save 18% off the MSRP on select 2018 models still in stock. For example, save up to $4,200 on remaining 2018 cruises. And you can buy with confidence knowing the team at Calusi has been serving Pittsburgh for over 100 years. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention. So many ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out for the resources and know-how to make it all work. There's Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Looking to buy a car? Online shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for the car you want and see what other people pay for it too. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. I love the joy that children bring to the office. Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock. I like creating those good, positive first experiences. My mommy is a really good dentist and she'll take good care of you. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. You have my word on it. Flash flood watch remains in effect through tomorrow night. We'll see rain at times and embedded heavy thunderstorms tonight through tomorrow. This can result in flooding in some areas. Tonight's low will be 65, then tomorrow's high will be a steamy 74. Another shower heavy thunderstorm tomorrow night with a low again 65, mainly cloudy Wednesday, warmer with an afternoon thunderstorm high near 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Nineteen sixty-one West Side Story was a huge hit on Broadway. Then it was made into a film, which uh, garnered several Academy Awards. Rita Moreno won uh, one. Natalie Wood as well. It's just a f- one of my favorite films. I love that movie so much. I didn't know that. I, when I see it, I get excited because I, I love the score. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what's surprising is, and I did not know this, is that Steven Spielberg is that always makes me nervous. Reimagining. West Side Story. Oh, no. Is it going to be live on TV? No, it's okay. going to be in theaters. That's it's a good. major motion picture. Um, Tony Kushner, who 
uh, AIDS in America and uh, the screenplay for the film Lincoln is writing the screen adaptation of the of the um, of the play. And so there's been a new cast release. And to be honest, I don't know any of the actors. Oh, really? Okay, tell me who they are. Uh, the cast includes Ariana DeBose as Anita. Okay. Uh, David Alvarez as Bernardo. Mike Fast as Riff. Uh, Rachel Ziegler, uh, who's a newcomer. She plays Maria. Ansel Elgort plays Tony. See, I don't know. I've not heard of any of these people. No one. Now, what's interesting is, you know, because of the times we live in, the 1961 film, and I'm sure the Broadway cast, even though it was, you know, a Hispanic gang, largely, I mean, you know, Maria, she was not. I just met a girl named Maria. Yeah. I mean, and suddenly that name will never be the same again. Um, largely, it was Caucasians playing Hispanics. Oh, well, in the movie? Yeah. Do you know I've never seen it? You've never seen the film? No, I never. You've I mean, never. I've seen the show multiple times. Yeah. I've never seen the movie. Oh, I love the film. Um, it's really interesting to me. Um, what so it, what? So, so, cause Tony Curtis was white. Yeah. Uh, no, Tony Curtis was in it. Oh, I thought you said Tony Curtis was in it. Who no. played, who played Tony in, uh, uh, you know, I, in the movie? You I don't, don't know remember? the actor's name. No. When I see him. Oh, okay. When I see him, I go, oh, there's Tony. So Natalie Wood was Maria? She was Maria. Okay. No, she's not Hispanic. No, she's not Hispanic. Right? So right. I'm sure they're going to do traditional casting on well, this. Well, that's good. That would be an, that would be an improvement. I think so too. Yeah. But, um, so apparently released, uh, December of 2020. So they've got a lot riding on this if it's a Christmas film release. Will West Side Story, because when you look at the gangs in West Side Story, they're quaint. Oh yeah, right. That, that is for sure. It is super, super G-rated. Yeah, very much so. There's no, no guns. There's no murder. Okay. What if all of a sudden it becomes an R-rated movie? I don't know. That's my uh, reimagining West Side Story. I don't know what that's. All of a sudden you're like, do do we really want to get into this? Right. But I like it, so I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Plus it's Spielberg as well. So. All right. What did you think of the new Mary Poppins? I didn't see it. You know, I didn't either. No. Okay. I don't want to go revisit a lot of times. Do you? Well, you know, it's, that was the very first film I ever saw in the movie theater. And it's very precious to me. I'm sure, yeah. It's so you very, see very precious it. because Julie Andrews is the greatest of all time. Yeah. And Dick Van Dyke is the greatest of all time. So I was reluctant. I know. And I still haven't seen it, but I feel like I need to get over myself and just watch the thing. Well, it's kind of like someone, and I, I know this is I don't, a It's not like we're being unfaithful. No, but still, it's kind of like, going, what do you think of the new Van Gogh? Right. We don't need a new I Van Gogh. I don't think I, you know, uh, not to compare West Side Story or the Van Gogh, but you know, it's it's an original, it's a classic, it's very well done. So, but uh, at the other side, you know, in the name of artistic expression, if it's there and you want to reimagine it, go for it. All right. I mean, I'll I'll see West Side Story. Yeah, me too. Should I see well, the original no, have, before I yes. see it? You should. It's, but you said it's not. No, it's no, not it's ethnically excellent. accurate, though. It doesn't matter. It's still good? Yeah, I, I don't it. know. I love it. Please right. see it. Please watch it. Should I watch it before I watch the new Mary Poppins? Yes. Oh, yeah, because you probably can catch it on you know Netflix or wherever. Maybe. I want to talk to you about it. All right. Okay. I'll do it. West Side Story. WORD. Chuck Swindoll, Bible teacher on Insight for Living. Ours is a day marked by looking out for number one. How do I pull it off in a dog-eat-dog world where the dogs win? The focus on Christ and upon the sacrifice he paid will do wonders to attack our pride. Be listening when Chuck Swindoll describes the liberating impact of a selfless spirit on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. You watch what you eat. You're hitting the gym. You're doing your best to live a healthy life. 
But did you know that a bad night's sleep and a bad mattress can have a big impact on your health? Here at the Original Mattress Factory, our hand-built mattresses made of the highest quality materials provide the comfort and support needed to provide healthy sleep for years to come. To learn more about how the right mattress can help you achieve healthy sleep habits, visit OriginalMattress.com or stop by an Original Mattress Factory store near you. The gimmicks, the flashy sales, and the big markups. Mattress stores have made the mattress shopping experience confusing on purpose. Ron Trzinski started the original Mattress Factory to create a better way. He raised the bar on quality, offered hand-built mattresses for a fraction of the cost, and ditched the high-pressure sales tactics, all to create a better mattress buying experience for you. You could say he was the original disruptor. Stop by an original Mattress Factory store or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Hi, this is Tunch Ilkin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. If you've been thinking about a new car or truck, now is the time. Right now, Pittsburgh's most popular crossover, the Chevy Equinox, is priced as low as $23,990 at Calusi Chevrolet. And you can buy with confidence, knowing the team at Calusi has been serving Pittsburgh for over 100 years. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly to protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Sometimes if you've heard this as a single person, and I know it's well intended, when people say to you, don't you worry. Word FM presents writer, comedian, and playwright Sherry Lynn. God's going to send that person for you. It's Ladies Night Out, June 21st at the Bible Chapel. What's wrong with that thought process is it says that those of you who are married were ready when you got married. I saw some wives looking at their husband like, we've been married 23 years, he's still ain't For tickets and group discounts, go to wordfm.com. I was driving into work this morning, got a text from a friend of mine. And, you know, we go back and forth. Uh, but he said, hey, happy Monday. I am deep in despair. And so I went back and forth. He was only kidding. Just a spin on the horror of what Monday morning is. But for a lot of people, that's reality, yeah. right? It's that's the not start an of a new work week, and life is difficult, and here and, we go. And there is nothing, nothing in our school curriculum which prepares you for those moments when you are working in a career, and it's Monday, and you're full of despair. Now, it, your despair could be for reasons that are much more substantive to that than that. It could be illness or depression or lack of a job or whatever it is. But truly, there is nothing in our school curriculum that our kids are investing so many hundreds of thousands of hours in that helps for a moment like that. You've got that right. Colin Hansen is with us. Colin serves as the editorial director for the Gospel Coalition, author of several excellent books, including Young, Restless, and Reformed. His newest is called Lost and Found. But here today to talk to us about a piece that is uh, at the uh, Gospel Coalition called Life is Hard, Jesus Doesn't Make It Easier. Colin, welcome back. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. So, Colin, you said the same thing in your article, that there's just nothing that we learn in school, whether it's high school or college, that prepares us for when life just is so much more messed up than we could have ever imagined. 
No, they weren't there. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the school assemblies that we grew up with and that we still see today are, and I don't know where they find these people, these motivational speakers, but <laughs> if you believe in yourself and, and you have and you have hope, then you can be and do anything that you set your mind to. All right. Now, in some sense, if we're comparing ourselves to 200 years ago or 500 years ago or something like that, that's very true. Very true. The opportunities that we have to be able to assert ourselves and to change our lives and change our circumstances are pretty different compared to then. But how could you find anybody who's been midlife and who's experienced something of life to actually tell people that that's true? I just It doesn't make sense. There's so much more involved in life, and I would say the most essential characteristic of, 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 of a life well lived is somebody who understands that God is with us, that eternity is real, that our hope is in the God of eternity, and that, therefore, we can endure all circumstances, which is what I believe Jesus and Christ himself embodied. And the, the Apostle Paul taught us that he can endure all things for the sake of Christ, including Monday mornings. Right. Now, Colin, you know, you're not going to get that, especially from a public school criteria. You might get that from your mom and dad if you're fortunate enough. Maybe you'll get it in Sunday school. But that message of life is hard and you got to find your way out, I mean, that's a brutal lesson, especially when we live in this sort of candy-coated world where uh, prolonged adolescence is going on until late 20s. Yeah, so I think we imagine that self-esteem, is the one thing that young people need more than anything else. They will just believe in themselves, they have that trust, and everything's going to work out for them. Well, in one sense, self-esteem is okay if it helps you to persevere through the problems. But I find even even among people who are working in ministry, there's something very different there. They've had people tell them the entire lives that more or less people have been willing to build their entire lives around them. Like, think, think about this. I just uh, talked about this with, with some college students fairly, fairly recently. Everything in the sort of American, uh, especially middle-class lifestyle today, is that through your college years, like, everything's built around you. There are always the people who are there to serve you. Your parents mm-hmm. often build their lives around you. Mm-hmm. Your teachers are there to serve you. Your professors, on and on and on, all the way through there. And then all of a sudden you get to a point and you realize, wait a minute something's gone wrong here. Like, there's not, there's not somebody here to serve me anymore. What am I supposed to do? And a lot of people break down, and self-esteem doesn't do you any good there. Instead, it would be interesting, what if we made the priority on imbuing people with the hope of Christ to persevere through the difficult circumstances that are inevitable for everyone, no matter what their belief is in God or even their level of belief in themselves? If we all share one thing in common— is that we're all going to face hardships in this life. Colin, you yourself have been a believer a long time, and uh, you share that you went through three significant hardships that kind of hit you uh, fast. Boom, boom, boom. Um, can you talk yeah. about that time in your life and what it was like? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I had just come off working in a wonderful job. I was, I was the news editor for Christianity Today magazine in Chicago. And I think that, like, many things in my life had gone well. I, there weren't too many things where... I got into the college that I wanted. You know, I got to marry a wonderful woman. I was in a job that I was able to kind of talk myself into and get promoted in quickly. I had a lot of influence. I got to go to graduate school with with a group that was subsidizing that education. Like, things were going well. And I, and I set out to be able to serve God. And, and of course, of all things you'd think, 
well, if I'm trying to serve God, if I'm trying to obey a call, Mm -hmm. then things are going to work well in my life. That was a notion that God needed to abuse me, (laughs) that he needed to just, you know, just sort of, you know, just get out of my head. And I stopped there and all of a sudden three things hit me all, all at the same time, kind of, well, same time, but then clearly unfolding in succession. The first one was trying to get a job as a pastor. It didn't happen. Bad time to be looking for pastoral ministry jobs right in the aftermath of the Great Recession. Very bad time. Churches weren't hiring for the most part. And just mm-hmm. weird things happened. Couldn't explain it. And again, you're thinking, I'm trying to serve God. How is this not working? I can't even get hired. I don't know how I'm going to provide for my family. Well, then the second thing comes in. Again, the Great Recession. People kept saying, oh, don't worry. You've lost $70,000 on your house. You'll, you'll get it back. Everything bounces back. I'll tell you what, we're more than a decade later, it never bounced back. Mm. It never bounced back. It's just gone. And then the third layer was, you know, people could, my friends could look at each other and get pregnant, not my wife and me, just difficulty after difficulty after difficulty. And things that we've faced together, like infertility, things like depression that we've faced together, those weren't the, that wasn't really part of the premarital package. That wasn't, that wasn't something that we were prepared for. Come to find out you get in the middle of it, these are fairly common things. Mm-hmm. They happen to all kinds of different people. Well, uh, the, the good news is that the Lord was there, and He was faithful. And that's what it, I think is consistent with the message that we try to give in Lost and Found, which is Christ's promise that instead of looking inside ourselves to find hope, we lay down our lives and look to Him, and He, in doing so, we find ourselves. Because when we find ourselves in Christ, then we can be truly known by God and truly know ourselves as sinners who have been saved and redeemed by grace. And what a beautiful gift to have. And it's just amazing. Like, I I think about it this way. Um, You know, people think that if I'm believing, if I believe the right things, then things are going to go well for me. The thing is, no matter what we believe, things are going to go bad. But what amazing promise that we have as Christians, that we know that there is purpose in these things, that there is a God behind all these things, and one incredible like hope and joy that that can give us, that if you don't have Christ, you just don't know. You don't have that hope, and I think that really gives some flesh and some and some tangible hope to those promises of Christ that really actually are entirely counterintuitive for our era, for our time. Yes, and I love that, Colin. I mean, I wish that that message somehow would be hard-baked into our young lives, that we would embrace it and know it backwards and forwards as we sort of started that journey into adulthood, because that's a fact. I mean, everyone suffers. And of course, you know, our suffering is different here in the United States as opposed to poorer third world countries. But the fact of the matter is, the hope of Christ is to persevere in hard times. That's exactly what you said. And we need that message in our lives. The sooner, the better. Yeah, I think I was blessed, John, with a couple things. One of them is that I knew seven of my eight great-grandparents, wow. knew them, knew them pretty well. Wow. Many of them were exactly, my parents knew none, but many of my great-grandparents were immigrants from Europe. And then my grandparents, raised by them, who I was very close with, all came up through the Depression and World War II. Mm-hmm. The thing is, those generations, they, they had their own problems. They had their own struggles, but they also achieved miraculous things by God's grace, things that we continue to benefit from. And I think it's because they understood these lessons. They understood that, that you know, joy does not come. Happiness does not come in the abundance of our possessions. They knew that from the Depression. They knew that this is a world full of good and evil. 
and that for good people to triumph in an evil world, there is sacrifice involved. You have to be able to work together there. And I think they gave us a legacy that, for as Christians, we can see very clearly in the ministry of Christ himself, laying down our lives so that we can find that life in Christ. And I think those of us who've been blessed to see that and to learn that directly from our ancestors, I mean, it's a wonderful thing, but it's amazing how quickly that can be forgotten, especially in an age of affluence that tricks us into thinking that everything can be fixed through money. Mm -hmm. Amazing how that's not remotely true, and yet we continue to try. It's not possible. We live in a fallen world. Only the only Christ will renew all things and is renewing all things now. That's excellent. Colin, thanks so much. Good news from Monday afternoon. Colin Hansen from the Gospel Coalition. His brand new work is called Lost and Found, How Jesus Helped Us Discover Our True Selves. Colin Hansen. Take a break. Come back. We got lots more ahead. We're just getting underway here. It's the ride home, the Monday edition with John and Kathy. Today's world craves leaders, leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. Through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive, through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics, an independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at RamaChristianSchool.org. Hey, it's John Hall. So a while back, the folks at MyPillow said, Hey, John, can you try out a MyPillow and let us know what you think? I was skeptical. I mean, it's a pillow. But what did I have to lose, right? I'll tell you what I lost. Interrupted sleep. No more folding the pillow in half. No more flat, lifeless pillows. It changed my life. So I'm letting you know, you need my pillow. Well, not my actual pillow, but your own MyPillow. It stays cool all night long. No more waking up at 3 a.m. to flip to the cool side of the pillow. It keeps its shape. No more reshaping your pillow in the middle of the night. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Try it. Don't like it? Return it. My pillow comes with a 10-year warranty. Do you have a pillow that comes with a 10-year warranty? You can toss a my pillow into your washer and dryer. It's like new again. Get a two-pack of my pillows premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at mypillow.com or call 800 391 Use promo code WORD. Sometimes if you've heard this as a single person, and I know it's well intended, when people say to you, don't you worry. Word FM presents writer, comedian, and playwright Sherry Lynn. God's going to send that person for you. It's Ladies Night Out, June 21st at the Bible Chapel. What's wrong with that thought process is it says that those of you who are married were ready when you got married. I saw some wives looking at their husband like, we've been married 23 years, he's still ain't For tickets and group discounts, go to wordfm.com. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at ExtremeTruck.net. What's happened to my son? We raised him in the church and he went to youth group. He's not acting like himself and this morning I found drugs in his room. I can't tell my pastor or my friends. They'll think I'm a bad parent. Is this my fault? I'm so ashamed and don't know where to turn. 
There is hope. For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has been helping families to find answers to their loved one's drug addiction. Call today, 724-265-4100, or visit paatc.org, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. So old churches are quickly going by the wayside. And, you know, I saw the story today and it was interesting to me because of all of the churches who have suffered something like this, where you've got a small group of people who are committed to a church. uh, The diocese decides that there aren't enough funds to keep the church going. They decide to shut the church down. And because there aren't very many people that are there, but for the people that are there, it means everything. It's really a devastating thing. It's home. It is. And it's, it's history right. and it's a sense of a link to the past, maybe to somebody's parents or somebody's neighborhood or sure, wherever sure, it is. Sure. Anyway, that's why I, I, um, I, I love this article in the PG today by Diana Nelson Jones. It says this for four years, members of the flock of the former St. John Vianney. Am I saying that, pronouncing that? I don't know. Okay, church in Allentown have lobbied the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh to buy the structure, Mm -hmm. which held its last mass there back in 2016. So this small group formed something called the St. George Church Preservation Society. They've used the church's original name, and they began raising funds. They nominated a leader. His name is Bob Cress. Uh, he said that members want to restore this building as a Catholic chapel for occasional masses, weddings, funerals, a weekly worship service. Um, he said there's interest in tours, concerts, inspirational speakers. They want to provide a space for a food t- pantry. Um, they want to archive memorabilia of the church family and the Allentown community. But keep in mind, the diocese already decided to close the church down. So, when Bob Cress and their group, the St. George Church Preservation Society, have been making entreaties to the diocese, they've all fallen on deaf ears. Right. So, I wonder what the story is. I mean, do the Catholic authorities here in town believe that even if they would sell the church to someone else, they'd be leery of who had okay, it for well, this fear is, of misrepresenting? Okay, well, this is, what, this is what's odd to me about it, is that, is that the paradox is that the diocese will most likely sell it. Okay, but they're not going to sell it to people who are interested in it being a Catholic church. Right. So they'll sell it to somebody who wants to do like a A non-denominational thing or turn it into a restaurant or whatever that is. But like, for example, uh, there's an it says here in the article that Mike Fanto bought the Holy Innocence Church convent and schools in Sheridan. Okay, for 60 grand for the whole thing. His intention was to flip them. They're on the market now for five hundred ninety five thousand dollars. People are interested in buying it to become a manuscript museum or for housing. Okay, so he bought it, bought three sizable buildings for sixty grand. Sat on it. Sat on it and fixed it up. Five hundred ninety-five thousand dollars. He's selling it for. So here, this is the weird thing: is that this group of people wants it to be a Catholic church because they're Catholic, but the diocese won't let them make it into a Catholic church. In fact, the Reverend Nicholas Vaskov, who's a spokesman for the diocese, says that because the bishop's decision is being appealed, he can't really discuss how the diocese might agree to sell the church to somebody else. But one thing he can say is that it can't be a Catholic church if the diocese doesn't maintain it. He said it would have to be reduced to, this is one of these funny church nomenclature things, it'll have to be reduced to profane but not sordid use. Huh. Fane? Really? Sorted. So apparently those are actual like church categories. Sure, sure, sure. But 
That's harsh. So it's fallen out of everyday use within the diocese. The diocese decides to close it. Right. But the people who are at the church want to keep it open, so they're raising money to buy it back. But they it's partial use. Right, but they want to make it into a Catholic church, but the diocese won't let them. Right. But the diocese will sell it for less than they'd sell it to this people that want to, mm-hmm, to maintain mm-hmm. its Catholicism. They'll sell it to some dude who wants to turn it into Applebee's. Because they want to get rid of it. They don't want to be part of the diocese. But by having it as a part-time church, then the diocese in some way is liable or connected to it can't they come spiritually, up with some emotionally. Kind of, I don't can't know. they come up with an, some kind of arrangement? Well, they're saying in other cities some this Some kind of happened. understanding? There's been an equitable agreement in other other churches with other cities. Well, it seems like... This church needs an equitable agreement, the St. George Church Preservation Society. Ooh, it's hard to be a believer sometimes, isn't it? All the legalese, all that wiggle. Anyway, we wish them well in Allentown that they would revive the church of their childhood youth. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. This just in, two people have been shot and wounded at a rally for the NBA champion Toronto Raptors, and two people have been arrested. The Supreme Court has thrown out an Oregon ruling against bakers who refused to make a wedding cake for a lesbian couple. The Oregon court had ruled against the bakers before the Supreme Court ruled during its last term in favor of a Colorado baker in a similar case. The high court's now telling Oregon judges to take another look. That keeps the high-profile case off the justices' election year calendar. But the bigger issue of balancing the rights of LGBT people and religious objections from merchants remains unresolved. Another case involving a florist who would not handle arrangements for a same-sex wedding is heading to the Supreme Court. Sagar Magani, Washington. On Wall Street, the Dow by 23 points. The Nasdaq rose 48. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. Our total basement finishing system is unique, but what's even more unique is the way we interact with our clients. Energy Swing's Steve Rennekamp on building the basement of your dreams. You have a dream to finish your basement. The question is, whose dream is it? A lot of other companies start working on your basement and build it the way they want to build it. And so it ends up not being exactly what you wanted. We don't work that way. With our 3D rendering system, you can actually see what your dream looks like before you decide to invest. Our design consultant comes on and actually builds the basement with you on his computer, and you can see a 3D rendering of that finished basement. And if you don't like something, we can change it around. We can even place furniture in the 3D rendering so you can see if all the things you want to do in the basement will fit the way you would like them to fit, which gives you a unique perspective on what the finished job is going to look like before anything is done. Mention Word FM for an additional 5% off over and above any other discounts at Energy swingwindows.com for kids Idlewild is a place full of adventures there are rides that are just their size treats to tickle their taste buds and special friends like daniel tiger to touch their hearts when you're a grown-up Idlewild is every bit as magical every bit as memorable every bit as fun Idlewild and soak zone because you love to see them smile 
Right now, buy a season pass just $69.99 online at idlewild.com. Creation Fest 2019 is coming. Join us with your family and friends for a weekend of worship like no other. Over 70 artists like Skillet, Tillsong Worship, Crowder, Elevation Worship, Carrie Joe, 10th Avenue North, and Mendisa, as well as over 15 speakers like Bob Legs, Reggie Dabbs, and David Nasser. Creation Worship Experience set in the beautiful mountains of central Pennsylvania. Go to creationfest.com to find out more. That's creationfest.com. New message. Your social security number has been suspended. If you do not contact us, your account will be deactivated. Scammers are aggressive when they contact a potential victim. Social Security Administration employees will never threaten you for information or promise benefits in exchange for information. In those cases, the call is fraudulent and you should just hang up. Don't provide any personal or financial information to these thieves. Call the Social Security Fraud Hotline at 1-800-269-0271. If you're living under the dark cloud of hidden secrets and judgment, then it's time for you to apply the teaching of Psalm 51 in your own life. Join Terry Hanna for Christians with Secret Addictions. How amazing would it be that rather than hide in the darkness of our past, we can have God himself as our hiding place, our place of safety, his unfailing love and forgiveness, just like David experienced. Christians with Secret Addictions, Sunday night at 645 on WORD. Flash flood watch remains in effect through tomorrow night. We'll see rain at times and embedded heavy thunderstorms tonight through tomorrow. This can result in flooding in some areas. Tonight's low will be 65, then tomorrow's high will be a steamy 74. Another shower heavy thunderstorm tomorrow night with a low again 65. Mainly cloudy Wednesday, warmer with an afternoon thunderstorm high near 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along for the Monday edition. The weekend is over. Happy Father's Day to everybody. Hope you had a nice Father's Day, John. Excellent Father's Day. Thank Happy you for to hear me. it. Uh, we want to acknowledge New Mike because I hope he had a nice Father's Day. Mm. And he probably did because he was at the beach. He's at the beach. Anyway. Acknowledge so, New Mike. How bad could it be? Yeah, everybody's Any- good. Are you doing any beach time this year? You doing beach? No. You're not a beach person per se. No, I am. I'm happy to be at the beach at any time. The ocean? Oh yeah, always the, the ocean. ocean. Okay, right. I'm always happy to do but no that. Beach, no I'd beach. I'd rather plans. it be the Pacific Ocean if yes. I can swing it. But no uh, beach plans. No beach plans. No, I'm sorry to say, but we're happy to have Classic Mike on the other side of the glass. Yeah, there's Classic Mike back in the. Always uh, good to have Classic Mike here. Classic Mike, thanks for being here. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gloria Vanderbilt, who uh, built the uh, the jeans I wore when I was in seventh and eighth grade, oh, no, exclusively. Wait. You did. Mm-hmm. Now you didn't wear Jordash. No, I did not. You know why? Hmm. They were too expensive. Well, I would Gloria think the Vanderbilts were they, more expensive. You know what? At that time, they were not. Really? Yeah. Okay, so anybody, if you weren't alive in the 70s, right? Was this mm-hmm. 70, late 70s, no, early 80s? No, no, no. That, that would be mid-80s okay. even. And some early 80s. You're right. I mean, there was a time 83, when 84. you're wearing jeans, you're wearing your Levi's or your Lees or Wranglers, right. mm-hmm. and that was it. But then 
you know, some wit in the fashion industry said, you know, women's jeans should be different. We should yes. tailor them to a woman's body. Yes. Which only made sense. Right. So it was the rise of the designer jeans, which became a oh multi, multi hundreds was, of millions. It was gigantic. And on the back pocket, of course, you would have the designer oh name, gosh. but there'd also be some pattern or something right. that would make these jeans unique. You had to have those. Right. right. Now, now, see, I, as a guy, I could have cared less. Right. But Gloria, well, my, well, my mom and dad certainly weren't interested in me having them. So did you I'll ju- tell you that. You had to make a play for them? Uh, I had to make a play, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Vanderbilt were like, you know, a little cheaper than the average. And so I was able really? to, I had one pair. Of Gloria Vanderbilt one. jeans. I had one pair. Mm-hmm. Then I had some kind of off-brand kind of thing that I, I had going. The, those are the Kresge brand. Now, I can't remember exactly what they were called. Were those Kreskies? No, I don't think Kmart. they were Kreskies. Not buying. I mean, they weren't from Kmart, I don't think. Well, people bought jeans from Kmart forever. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying it's bad. I, I'm not a Kmart fan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's much of an opportunity <laughs> to be a Kmart <laughs> fan <laughs> now, <laughs> even <laughs> if you were, right? This came up. Anyway, Gloria Vanderbilt passed away today at the age of 95. Yes. And, uh, do yourself a favor and find some, uh, some print material about her life story because we'll thumbnail it right now, but mm-hmm. we'll do a disservice to the depth and breadth of where she it was something else. in those 95 years. It is something I mean, else. The Vanderbilt name, those people made a lot of money in the railroad industry. Of course, they, they, they sort of pushed out into oil and then real estate and you name it. But the Vanderbilt family were multi, multi-millionaires at the turn of the century. And that's where that money came from that turned Gloria Vanderbilt into the woman she was. But when she was a little girl, her grandfather left her money. Her parents were, um, what? Ne'er-do-wells. Mm-hmm, I guess right, it's fair sure. to say they were ne'er-do-wells. And... So as a young girl, Gloria Vanderbilt had the equivalent of tens of millions of dollars at her disposal. It did her no good no, whatsoever. No, it really, didn't. Really, it crushed her life. Right. I didn't realize until reading about her today that she had a terrible stutter when she was a child, that she was too shy and miserable to express her feelings. And, of course, we remember her tumultuous life because it would be in and out of the tabloids. I'm reading from uh, Robert McFadden's article in today's New York Times. So... Th- I guess the big claim to fame later on in life that Gloria Vanderbilt has, if you don't know this, that her son, Anderson Cooper, is a major CNN reporter, right? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, that's a gigantic Terrific deal. reporter. So Gloria Vanderbilt, she dated Frank Sinatra. Right. Uh, she dated uh, Howard Hughes. The big celebrity names of the mid-20th century married um, a guy from the mafia who beat her, married a conductor in the symphony who was 40 years her senior. Had continual resentments toward her mother while her, this was going on. Her mother, cold, calculated, party girl, who took her fortune and only used it for her own aggrandizement. Uh, all that... Looking for the love of a father, father who was an alcoholic and died when she was a baby. Right. Um, became a, what... Uh, an actor, a writer, a, a poet. A public figure. Yes. I mean, she, she, with her face and attitude, sold those jeans. Yeah. Because she was comfortable in society as that thing. She mm-hmm. was the brand of Vanderbilt. Right. And she kind of gave the impression that she was the, she was a gatekeeper. Right. In culture. And so if she was letting you in, and you were in. Heck, man, who wouldn't want a pair of Vanderbilt jeans? Are you kidding, Are you kidding me? me? Sign me up for those. Of course, we didn't do that. I mm-hmm. mean, the guys, again, the guys could have cared less. But those designer jeans, it changed women's fashion. She also had affairs with Errol Flynn, Gene Kelly, Howard Hughes, and Marlon Brando. 
Her friends were Charlie Chaplin, Diane von Furstenberg, Bobby Short, and Truman Capote. Nice. Who was said to have modeled the character Holly Golightly after her in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Now, I never knew that. Did you? Uh, I did know that. Okay. Yeah. But when's the last time you saw Breakfast at Tiffany's? About a, five years ago. It's a good film. It. I mean, it might be a good film, but it's an unpleasant film. Of course it's an unpleasant it, film. But no, it's no, a, no. Not of course. I went into it thinking it's <laughs> oh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, it's Audrey Hepburn. Oh, She's no. beautiful. It's going to be lovely. No. That is that is a horrible, <laughs> horrible film. And if you want to be happy, don't watch it. <laughs> well, you know, modeled after Gloria Vanderbilt. We're good talking about heaven. the poor woman's life. Awful. So she made – I mean, no. Here's what – she inherited sums. She spent huge sums. But towards the end of her life, she was pretty much broke, save for her famous son who rescued her again. I mean, at the at the prime, the Jordan Asher and the Vanderbilt jeans were more than a hundred million dollars a year. That's amazing. And she made good money on top of that. So that's a shame. Mm-hmm. Money doesn't buy you happiness, does it? No matter what your last name is. No, it certainly doesn't. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in some commentary on her, this article in the in the New York Times is terrific. It's an excellent. And also, it's it's um, wonderful to see what her son said about her today, Anderson. Yes. 95 years of age. Take a break. Come back. Tony Turner is with us. We always have him, love having Tony in, uh, in the house. We're going to talk about uh, unity, race, a lot more. Stick around. The 5 o'clock ride home next. 101.5 WORD. Here's Dr. Charles Stanley. Our true identity is that you and I are in Christ Jesus. You and I have been saved by the unmerited, undeserved favor of God the Father through His Son as He died at Calvary. That's the way we're saved. Hear the series, Discovering Our True Identity, this week on In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Right now, save $500 off a beautiful new Pella entry door. We have hundreds of entry door options to transform your home, create exceptional curb appeal, and add lasting value. An array of glass patterns, from traditional to contemporary, can give you just the right amount of light and privacy you need. And Pella's exclusive Advantage Plus system protects your investment from damaging weather. Get $500 off right now or 48 months no interest. Call 888-78-PELLA or PellaPittsburgh.com. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news. And then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Got issues with youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit, offers more than 1,000 free online resources for youth and high school sports coaches, parents, students, and administrators. 
Visit PCADevZone.org. Dentistry, in my opinion, shouldn't be a fear-inducing experience. And it really, I think, goes a long way for patients when I'm able to develop that one-on-one relationship with them. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club you save as much as half. Half of home improvement services, web design, family entertainment, music festivals, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping and God save the green. Tony Turner is with us. Tony is a Pittsburgh-based pastor, a counselor, always a welcome voice here on the show. Tony? Oh, thank you. Yeah, welcome. Good to see you. (laughs) Tony, you have talked often online and regularly online about the urgency of unity in the church. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, you're, you're bringing this up in a time when everything is so fragmented and polarized, right? Is that why you see that there's even more of a need than you might have thought maybe five years ago? Oh, absolutely. You know how the, the scripture talks about the fact that the uh, spirit of the Antichrist is in has always been in the world, you know? Um, and it's we don't take that seriously. We don't have a real clue as to what that means. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like as you're saying, you know, the world is so fragmented in terms of, you know, how we think, how somebody's supposed to think, how nobody's thinking, how, you know, there's just so many ways in which the enemy of our souls, I'm talking about as, you know, human beings, he keeps us fragmented so we can't come together. And because our togetherness always invites power. You know, of some sort. Mm, sure. You know, so I was watching the other night on um, one of the television stations that I ordinarily don't watch. And uh, what what I noticed, they were talking about um, unity in terms of faith, people of faith. On the panel was two two religions that we would ordinarily think of as actually, you know, coming to war against each other, okay? Another was a political figure, and another was an individual who does research on religions and faiths and things like that. And they're talking about, you know, there being this unity in Pittsburgh, you know, where, you know, everybody is accepting of one another and but notice how what I didn't tell you was on that panel was a Christian. Hmm. Not one. Not one. Not one Christian. And as a matter of fact, the language that was spoken, it talked about even um, the fact that our language needs to change so that it's, of course, more inclusive. But uh, the research individual brought up the fact that uh, largely in the United States, religion, you know, the Christian religion has been a, what really has guided everything in the United States. And uh, it, uh, the point was made that even in the state of Pennsylvania, that um, the uh, religious atmosphere or the government, everything was essentially run by white Christian men. In that sentence, he put a division between the black 
church, the white mm-hmm. church. Really? He put, uh, yeah, well, can't you hear it? Yeah, you know, right. white Christian men, he villainized white men, mm-hmm. you know, who are Christian and um, essentially made it seem as though, you know, the Christian religion is responsible for all of the ills. <laughs> that's the narrative of the day. That's isn't it? the narrative of the day. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. The spirit of Antichrist is, is mounting you know, in its war against who we are. And the, and the, the thing about it is, is there are so many things that we could focus on. We could say, well, it's justice, or we could say it's, uh, you know, uh, different people, uh, you know, having access to equal whatever. It, it, we could say it's border stuff. We could say it's, you know, abortion. We can say it's so many different things. And I'm saying that we as Christians, we need to find one thing that we can stand on mm. because that is the one thing that is going that, that God is going to bless. You've heard me uh, in terms of, you know, dealing with the gracism task force that um, I use the definition of grace that uh, the late um, pastor James Ryle gives, which gave, which is uh, that. Uh, grace is the empowering presence of God that enables us to do, to be what he's created us to be and to do what he's created, called us to do. Now, none of that includes what color we are, size, shape, mm-hmm. any of the gender issues, all of that stuff. None of that matters when it comes to what God wants to do in the earth. Um, I, I like, um, uh, a uh, definition that I heard uh, Tony Evans pronounce once on, on unity. And what he said was that unity is oneness of purpose that is uh, established. Um, it, it's like a common goal that is a legitimate goal. Legitimate meaning it's God's purpose. It's God's goal. Yeah, it has validity and, to it. Exactly. And uh, it, it uh, the differences that we have should still all point toward anything that invites God, invites his presence, and uh, into its midst. And so we, we had a, a, there was a, a, a prophecy pronounced that Pittsburgh would at some point be known more for the presence of God than it was for steel. That's not going to happen if things like racism remains in the church mm. or anything that causes us to, to be, be divided. divided. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. And this, this is, this is a, a, a warfare that has been mounting. I mean, I, I've seen it since the 10th grade, since they took Bible reading out of the schools. You know, that wasn't the contention that there was when there was, uh, that God a godlike atmosphere, mm-hmm. you know. Um, if you didn't believe in what the Bible said, if you weren't a Christian, if you were atheist, if you were Muslim, if you were Jehovah's Witness, you you had a choice. You could listen or you could not listen. But there was a respect that was there for God, and that same respect was in, uh, was extended to authority. That mm-hmm. same respect was actually extended to each other. Mm-hmm. Because the atmosphere was different. So when they took the Bible reading out of school, when they took the Ten Commandments down, everything that says there is a standard that's going to make us all happy, okay, because I've even heard uh, certain Jews um, uh, say, you know, if it weren't for the Judeo-Christian ethic that existed in this country, wouldn't it, we? We would not have arisen to, right. you know, being the greatest nation. It's the cornerstone. Exactly. Exactly. But you know, to have a panel 
like I was looking at last week that didn't have a Christian voice on it at all. I wonder what the intent was. The intent? Is this something that's a new age, a cutting edge? Yeah, I, I mean, I believe that, you know, we're headed toward one world government, one world, you know, faith, you know, that it's all going to point to, according to, you know, what I read in the scripture, Antichrist, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately. And even all the issues that we are, you know, splintered over, those things are designed to keep us distracted from mm-hmm. the real yes. goal. Right, 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 right. I see that in politics, as do so many of us now, because the political has become so important. It has become so over-important. And it is stealing our unity because it's bifurcating us in the wrong place. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was just reading over that famous quote from Alexander Solzhenitsyn, right? He says that the line between good and evil does not go through nations. It doesn't go through, I forget what the second thing is. He said it does not go through political parties. Mm-hmm. It goes through the heart of every human being. Mm-hmm. It is so easy right now to listen to the radio or watch your cable news network and real and think that your party is on the right side of everything mm-hmm. and the other party is on the wrong side of everything. And so the line that separates good and evil is between your party and their party, right? When the real deal is that the only person that is always right all the time in everything that he says is God. You know, and we as Christians, we have the, uh, it's, we have privilege, but we don't actually see the fullness of it. You know, that privilege, that access to be able to go, you know, to God in prayer. And see, when God comes in, when God shows up, everything changes. You know, um, I've shared with you before, my, my first, uh, knowledge of miracles was when I was three years old. My mother carted me off to Catherine Kuhlman meetings. And being in the vestibule, uh, of the, of the church, first pres down, uh, downtown, yeah. right? And watching people, I didn't even know what I was looking at. Mm. Watching people get up out of wheelchairs that were wheelchair bound. Mm-hmm. Right, right. The atmosphere in that vestibule changed. You know, sure, because you're, st- you're seeing something that is way bigger than anything you know. Seeing something. So that's, that's important, what you just said, because what Jesus said is that there are supposed to be signs and mm-hmm. wonders following those that believe mm-hmm. him. So the first thing we got to do is we have to decide, okay, what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be a believer? Mm-hmm. You know, is there one thing that we are all supposed to embrace? Well, if we look at the word of God, you know, the fact that we can say, well, Jesus is God come in the flesh. If we agree on that, according to the scripture, then we're all on the same. That's it, a tiny step forward. It's a huge step, but it's a, a tiny step. Exactly. However, when you look at even the Christian church today and how many different tens of thousands of denominations mm-hmm. and and what, um, moderate or liberal or conservative within those denominations, Tons, there's all this tons, splintering. Yeah, yeah there's, mm-hmm. it just goes on and on and on. Except that at the end of the day, how much of that is going to heaven? You know, just like race is essentially a man-made construct, that's not in the scripture, nor are all of these factions that you're talking about. None of, you know, all of the denominations and dogmas and, right. you know, different ways, you know, do you, do you sprinkle, dunk, or use a water gun to baptize? You know, it doesn't it matter. matter. Right. But what does matter is what we do with Jesus, and that needs to be our common bond. 
what this, what Paul said is we need to aim for that. That needs to be mm-hmm. our goal is to get to that. In Ephesians, it talks about, you know, the fact that, all right, this is who you are. Okay. You're a believer. This is your position. You're seated in heavenly places with God. And, you know, he talks about all of the privilege that we have. And he says, I want you to walk worthy of that call. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, um, I have, that the God has given us, he's equipped us with the, you know, the preacher, the teacher, the, you know, the fivefold ministries. He's given us that so that we can at some point attain the unity of the spirit and the faith. The urgency of unity. Absolutely. So we, so we have to stop then looking at the us and them and realize that even people who are in political parties from different economic groups, from different countries, um, we're brothers and sisters regardless of what our perspectives on those things are. Exactly. So there are Republicans and there are Democrats in America Mm -hmm. who are brothers and sisters in Jesus, even Mm -hmm. if they look at things in politics differently. Well, what we got to look at is the fact that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He even loves the people that are not not in the body of Christ. He the scripture says he loved us even when we hated him. You know, when we were way on the outside, he so loved the world. So. What are we supposed to do? You know, what we are supposed to do is to imitate, be imitators of Christ. And we're not focused enough on that. It's not about me, my ministry, my household, my, you know, my church, my faith. my. It's not about any of that because all of that is going to pass away. But it's about the eternal. It's about the kingdom of God. And if we don't do it, there are so many who are going to be lost because mm-hmm. they've never heard or never seen the, the the reality of God demonstrated before them. I'm into that. Well, Tony, uh, we, we are such a divided country. And, you know, in the old days, whatever that is, uh, well, I sort of counter old days as pre-Internet, where you knew your family, you had your friends, you had your circle, what you read in the newspaper or read or saw on the television or heard on the radio. That was about it. Now, with the Internet... We've coalesced into these small little groups, these tribes, they say, right? And we think that we know our tribes and everybody outside of our tribes is trouble. So you see society walking around so deeply splintered where there are so many people that are on the far fringes of people who are not like us. Mm -hmm. So that unity, whether it's Christian unity or community unity or what have you not, that seems like a mirage now. We're so far away from unity, especially under the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you the, the way I the way I'm looking at it is that there are two sides to every story. Okay, God made everything, and so everything because we've got choice. You can look at, you can look at a bully. Okay, that bully actually has leadership qualities mm-hmm. that have been perverted because they're not in line with God's purpose. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So there are, there are, yeah, all those differences in sizes, shapes, you know, colors, whatever, cultures. Technology. But how can we point them back to the creator? Mm-hmm. You know, because that ultimately, you know, Psalm 133 is so clear. God blesses, you know, it, when we can dwell together. Well, if we're not dwelling together as Christians, how can we affect the world, you know? Taking a break. Tony Turner's with us. We're talking about the urgency of unity. We'll be back in a few minutes. Stay with us. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM and WPIT Radio.
My daughter's a student at Grove City College, and she spent the last nine months in the classroom being trained in all sorts of disciplines. She's gotten good theological training. She's got um, a lot of work in social science, and she's going to be a high school history teacher. And so she's also taken a lot of classes in how to manage kids and how to think about education and all those sorts of things. But the classroom's the classroom, right? I mean, it's a, it's a controlled environment. And it's theory only. Well, now that it's hit summer, now she's working with actual kids in the city of Pittsburgh. And these kids have a lot of challenges that my daughter didn't have. And so all of the um, all the desire she has to work with the kids would in large part maybe go to waste if she didn't have some actual training in how to manage a classroom or how to deal with kids or what actual emotional development looks like in a kid. And that's why I think that the training you get at Grove City College is so essential for when you actually get out in the world and try to do something effective for somebody else. That's right. You know, you've heard this. If it's a Christian education, well, it's got to be second rate. Well, I'll tell you what, with Grove City College, nothing can be further from the truth rigorous academics, and deep-end theology. Look, both of our kids, Kath and I, they attend Grove City College, love Grove City College. We would encourage you, if you've got a high school junior or senior, check out Grove City College online for that next step forward, gcc.edu. That is Grove City College. Once upon a time, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? Now, there's Salem Surround, delivering customers with targeted digital marketing. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Sight and Sound Theaters presents the biblical stage adventure, Returning to Lancaster. Who exactly is he? He's a miracle worker, a healer, a prophet. This Jesus is a rebel. Everything Jesus does points to love. Seen by nearly one million people in its debut year, the original stage production is returning for one last encore season. Jesus, live on stage at Sight and Sound Theaters in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. More information is available at sight-sound.com. Word FM presents writer, comedian, and playwright Sherry Lynn. God's gonna send that person for you. It's Ladies' Night Out, June 21st at the Bible Chapel. What's wrong with that thought process is it says that those of you who are married were ready when you got married. I saw some wives looking at your husband like we've been married 23 years, he's still ain't ready. For tickets and group discounts, go to wordfm.com. A flash flood watch remains in effect through tomorrow night. We'll see rain at times and embedded heavy thunderstorms tonight through tomorrow. This can result in flooding in some areas. Night's low will be 65, then tomorrow's high will be a steamy 74. Another shower heavy thunderstorm tomorrow night with a low again 65. Mainly cloudy Wednesday, warmer with an afternoon thunderstorm high near 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Tony Turner's with us. We're talking about the urgency of unity. Certainly, we need unity now. Yeah, Tony. In in our uh, remaining minutes, you know, I was we were talking off the air, and you said, you know, what would it be like if every pastor in Pittsburgh preached on unity? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's really interesting to contemplate what that would mean and what that would look like. But here's my question for you: What happens when 
how do we maintain unity when there are a lot of things that we're not going to agree on? Like you brought up baptism. You said it doesn't matter whether you do, you know, you dunk an infant or you do it by water gun, mm-hmm. which I've never heard of a water gun baptism. It may have been done. It may have, I, I, perhaps it should be done. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so there are differences in our theology and in our practice, right? So how do, how do you maintain unity when there is so much, when there are so many things that people just see differently, different way, different scripture passages that are read differently, different emphasis on different stuff, different mm-hmm. history. When, when Jesus talks about, uh, the unity between him and the father. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he talks about the unity, you know, within, you know, among us. Kathy, I can know some things about you from listening on the radio. Mm-hmm. I could even know a little bit more about you. You know, as we, you know, interact here at the station, at, you mm-hmm. know, as many, but the more I know about you, the more I can pray about you. People don't listen to each other. You know, we, we have to be intentional about this thing. I need to listen to you. I need to see what's important to you mm-hmm. because I want to know. And like, for example, I, I said to somebody, uh, recently I told him, uh, uh of an account where, um, one of the parents of a uh, playmate of my daughter's asked me if black people have tails. And so you see. Wait, how, they seriously asked you that? You see how you reacted to what I just said. She seriously asked me if black people have tails. And so I could have, I could have been shocked. I could have been angry. I could have been resentful. Mm. I could have walked away, see those white folks, this, that, and the other thing. I could have had bitterness in my heart, you know, toward her. I could have gossiped all over the neighborhood. You know, I could have have tweeted a whole lot of things. But what I did instead, and, and I just feel like it was the wisdom of God because it opened us up to further discussion about things that regarding, you know, our being different or our being the same. So what I said was, you mean to tell me white people have tails? <laughs> I already knew. <laughs> that is an awesome answer. I already knew that that was a myth that had been sown among white supremacists back in the day, you know, that, that right, we were right. animals, you know, we've been called monkeys. We've, you know, all kinds of things have yep. been said about us. And I already knew that. But my thing is, you know, if you don't, if you don't call me Tony, if you call me Mabel, I probably will not turn around because that's not who I am. If we know who we are, we know who we are in Jesus. The other stuff doesn't really matter, but we are free to ask God for wisdom on how to deal with that particular situation. Mm-hmm. So because I came back at her in that way, she said, no, we don't have tails. Uh, I said, well, I said, well, we're just people just like you, you know. And so we were able to talk a little bit further. I've had other friends who have said things that, you know, later on they said, oh, that was a dumb thing for me to say. Mm-hmm. Well, but how, how do we, we have to be intentional about being forgiving. Mm-hmm. We have to be intentional about not letting there be a wall. You know, the scripture talks, for example, about let this mind be mm-hmm. in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. That tells me that I could also shut it out. You know, and what what God is, he's well, I was talking to somebody earlier today and she was talking about the cost of being a believer, 
You know, there is a cost involved. Mm-hmm. Okay. What does it mean to die daily? You know, what does it mean to die? Period. You know, Jesus laid down his life. People s- said more about him than it, they could say about you or I. They, you know, he was beaten. He was brutalized. He was rejected, you know, more than anybody, you know, by his own friends. You know, he was, uh, not listened to. He was ignored. He was, but, but not ignored to the point where, you know, there were thousands who came out and listened to what he had to say every day. They, even his enemies wanted to know, what's he going to do today? What's he going to say today? Where's he going to be? You know, and, and there were people who really believed what he said because God always showed up to back up his word. Okay. And yet, at the end of the day, he told people, wait on the Holy Spirit, because there's a promise coming with that. Only 120, only immediately 120. So it, it needs to be that, you know, within our city, that we begin to say the same thing. That's, the scripture tells us to say the same thing. Well, what can we say? That's the same. We can say that Jesus came. God has a purpose for our lives, and we need to be about finding out what that is and to stand on that. Amen to that, mm-hmm. because certainly we have a lot more in common than we do in differences, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we call each other brother or sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. We're family. So mm-hmm. how do you step away from that? Uh, it, we need unity more now than ever. Mm-hmm. We are and, living in fragile times. And, and the, the way we counteract stepping away from it is it to step into what God has said. You know, we the scripture says, be angry and sin not. Okay, so, you know, you I hear people talk about righteous indignation and all of that kind of stuff, or this person has done that. I'm saying, is that the reason why you're not going to do what God told you to do, mm-hmm. even if that happens? You know, that's the cost. That's what I have to lay down in order to, you know, to be one. You know, I, I want to know how you feel. I want to know, you know, we both had lost parents recently, you know, and so that caused me to know a little bit more about how you're feeling, mm-hmm. you know, on that level and what you and the day to day struggle that you go to through, go through. When I talk to you about my son being, um, uh, profiled on a daily basis, you know, you hear a little bit more about the reality that I live in. Mm-hmm. And you can, if you will, pray for not only me, but others, you know, who are going through that same struggle. This is what we're supposed to do. Right. I mean, you know, Tony, uh, I'm on board here. Mm-hmm. I mean, at its on its surface, it sounds great. Everybody wants unity, I believe. But the the hard but it's it's hard the day to day of yeah. making a work that's mm-hmm. a whole other story, isn't it? Absolutely, it's it, it's hard. If you you know, I, my pastor was talking about this yesterday. Um, it, he was talking about you know we sing certain songs that they sound so wonderful. They're so anointed, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You provide the fire, and I'll provide the sacrifice, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, are we really asking to be barbecued? Mm, No. You know, uh, I visited a Catholic church, (laughs) and this it was so funny. You know, he was talking about joy, the righteousness, peace, and joy that's in the Holy Spirit. And he talked about a man who was being martyred. And in the process of his being martyred, he was actually put on a grill. And at some point, the man... Uh, said, okay, you can turn me over now. I'm done on this side. (laughs) 
see, you, you see your response. Right, you, know, right. you understand? It's crazy. There was some joy there, yeah. you know, that you can't even explain. Dying a you horrible know? death. Yeah. So we have to count the cost. The cost means that I may have to give up being mad at somebody for saying mm-hmm. something stupid to me. Mm-hmm. I might have to give up the right to be bitter about slavery. I might have to give up, you know, something uh, that says, okay, yeah, th- they said that I shouldn't hire you because you're black and you're this and you're that. You know, we may have to give up some things that we have held dearly, you know, in order to achieve that unity. Mm-hmm. Let's take a break. Tony Turner's with us. We're talking about the urgency of unity. Stay with us. Our conversation continues in just a few minutes here on Word FM. WORD. God's purpose for marital intimacy is more significant than most of us realize. Here's Dr. Julie Slattery. It is the physical, tangible way of us showing people that God loves us intimately. And this gives sexual intimacy within your marriage holy significance. Recapturing a biblical view of marital intimacy next time on Family Life Today. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the OnePlace.com app the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. OnePlace lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen even offline or in airplane mode with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free OnePlace app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for OnePlace. That's one place. I love the joy that children bring to the office. Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock. I like creating those good, positive first experiences. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. You have my word on it. If you're living under the dark cloud of hidden secrets and judgment, then it's time for you to apply the teaching of Psalm 51 in your own life. Join Terry Hanna. For Christians with secret addictions. How amazing would it be that rather than hide in the darkness of our past, we can have God Himself as our hiding place, our place of safety, His unfailing love and forgiveness, just like David experienced. Christians with secret addictions, Sunday night at 645 on WORD.
We're talking about race, about unity, about the church, about politics, about sexuality, gender fluidity, all that in the name of unity. I saw an article about um, this progressive church that is going to uh, run a drag queen story time after city officials tried to stop the event. No, wait, wait, no, back that up for a minute. So there was the drag queen story time that was run by a city. Right, at a local library. And the library had received complaints about drag queens, drag queen story hour. So a local church said, you know, uh. And why were, why were people complaining about drag queen story? Was there a problem with one of the people? Uh, there was one, uh, the people who was involved in an earlier version of drag queen story hour, uh, had been, um, in jail because he was a sexual predator. So they that would be a problem with drag. Queen so the city time. got afraid, I'm sure, of lawsuits and whatnot, and so they said we're going to cancel this. So uh, a church called Open Cathedral, uh, an LGBTQ church in Austin, is renting out a room at the uh, public library, the Lender Public Library, to uh, ensure that the event will go on. Now that's a very con- that's a very contentious issue. There's not a lot of unity in that, although there are some who would say, yeah, I'm pro Drag Queen Story Hour. Personally, I find it heinous. Uh, and I'm sure people would disagree with that, you know, who are uh, not political uh, or left-leaning political. They would go, that's a good thing. We should be inclusive. There should be unity in that. Me, I think it's trouble. I've had people in my life, all my life, who were gay or, you know, whatever. And... um I, you know, you, you have your thoughts about it, but it wasn't, you know, there were people that were accepted, you yeah, know, sure. just as people. Right. Because they showed up. Yeah. But it's not, now it just seems like it's being shoved down our throats, you know, that we, they, you must allow your children to be, you know, educated in this. Um, and you, as a parent, as a taxpayer, as an individual in a country that's supposed to be free, you can't opt out. No, and if there's if you do, if you do object, then obviously you're a bigot. You're a hate-filled bigot. But see, I think that the one of the reasons why we need to be more unified is because I think that what's coming is that, you know, if you have a five hundred one c three, you have a church, you know, how many you know of this type of people do you have on your staff? Oh, is this all you have? Well, why don't you have any or more? Mm-hmm. You know, well, we haven't had any to apply. Oh, we can send you some to apply. Right. And so, you know, if you decide you, you don't. a slippery slope. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I believe that the, the battle, you know, remember that song, This Is How We Fight Our Battles, mm-hmm. you know? It's yeah. got to start, start in the upper room. We're going to have to get with God in a way that Moses did, for example. He was called to do something that seemed impossible, you know, getting the Israelites set free, you know. But when he, remember when he had that, uh, remember when he had that encounter with uh, the Lord at the burning bush, Mm -hmm. he came off the mountain shiny, shiny. And there were, you know, there were a people at the bottom of that hill that had been determined to worship another God. But when they saw what was going on with him after having been with God, they said, whoa, this is something different. Mm-hmm. This is this is a sign, mm-hmm. OK, that he has been with God and we need to pay attention. 
I might not want to go as close to, to God as that, you know, but I need to pay attention, you know. And But just imagine if all of us were to, you know, recognize what time it is, because that's really what I'm talking about. When I say urgency, it's what time it is. Of course, we've been in the last days for how long, you know, but... You know, there there is a war that is mounting up on us, and I believe that it's important for us to hit the upper room for strategy and for the presence of God so that we come out with signs that follow us. You know, people need to read the book of Acts, for example, to see what the early church looked like, those that did what Jesus said. Right. I'm sure they came into contact with different kinds of people, with different mm-hmm. kinds of, sure. you know, they came uh, in, in contact with the occult, they came in. You can't tell me that there weren't some, you know, of some course. different sexual things going of on course, right. on there. And yet, you know, the, the apostles, they were determined to do what Jesus said to do. And because of that, you know, being unified in that, the church was added to daily, you know, uh, because of what they were determined to do when the officials who tried to throw them off the track and say, you need to stop preaching that uh, you need to stop talking about this Jesus they they were det- so determined to go ahead and do that and and the, the officials looked at them and they were like okay these might not exactly be the brightest bulbs in the chandelier but they have been with God they knew that they had been with God it was a sign you know God was present God was uh, indeed backing up you know uh, what what uh, he had promised. And we have to be so determined, whether we it feels like it or whether it's politically correct or whether it looks like it, we have to be determined to get by. And God left us his spirit so we can we can know what to do. You know, if you look at, uh, you know, the day of Pentecost, you know, the, the flames come down and the scripture says that every devout believer under the sun so that from every nation under the sun was there and heard the gospel in their own language Mm -hmm. okay that's a sign Mm -hmm. that you know that uh, there were times people came in and laid laid their sick positioned them so that they were in peter's shadow so that his shadow would heal those are signs and they're supposed to follow us, but we're not in position because we're distracted by, you know, the, the things that are going on, you know, and the only way I know to uh, avoid distraction is to be attracted to what God has, has told us to look at. And that is to be unified. Yep. Tony Turner, thanks so much for being with us today. We treasure our time with you. Oh, I enjoy being here. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Tony Turner, she's a pastor, counselor. You can find her on Facebook, Gracism Task Force. Tony Turner. In the good old summertime, in the good old summertime. It may sound a little corny, but it really is the good old summertime at the Springhouse in 84. The sun is shining, the cows are out on the pasture, the sweet corn is almost ready, the springhouse produce tables are filled with freshly picked vegetables, and we're up to our elbows in ice cream. And you know what? That all makes the springhouse a very fun place to be. Why not jump in the car right now for a country drive to 84? 
come for homemade lunch or supper or just to eat ice cream and enjoy sweet country air. Be sure to take home our famous chocolate milk and baked goods. Don't forget that. We're just four miles east of Washington on Route 136, and it doesn't take long to get to us. Call 228-3339 for more directions to the Spring House in 84. Dentistry, in my opinion, shouldn't be a fear-inducing experience. And it really, I think, goes a long way for patients when I'm able to develop that one-on-one relationship with them. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Looking to buy a car? Online shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from TrueCar. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for the car you want and see what other people pay for it too. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership. But not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club you save as much as half. Half off home improvement services, web design, family entertainment, music festivals, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping. And God save the green. This is a special alert for Americans who owe more than $10,000 in back taxes. Get ready for a toll-free hotline number. Call and get free information on how to take advantage of new initiatives that could significantly reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. Call Stop IRS Debt today at 800-893-8907. Learn how you can stop collection calls, IRS letters, bank levies, and wage garnishments all by using a proven A-plus BBB-rated tax system that negotiates with the IRS for you. If you haven't filed returns in years or you're already in a payment plan, you can still get tax relief. The government is ready to work out a generous program that can resolve your tax debt quickly. Be warned, this situation won't last forever and your tax debt will only get worse if you don't act now. Do not try to handle it yourself. Call Stop IRS Debt now for free information. 800-893-8907. That's 800-893-8907. 800-893-8907. It's apple strudel day. Oh, that's nice. Now, I can't think of the last time I had an apple strudel. What is the difference between a strudel and a turnover? Oh, that's a good question because they both have pastry. Right. They're flaky. Yeah. There's apple filling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I don't know. I mean, a... um, a strudel to me, I think, is a longer, mm-hmm. where a turnover, turnover is, is a, like, like a little triangle kind of thing. Okay. I mean, as a kid so it's growing just up. shape? Maybe. Uh, it's just me. Okay. I mean, as a kid, I used to go to Gunther's Bakery in Swissvale mm-hmm. and get either one of two things, a lady lock or a strudel. Strudel was your better choice. No, the lady lock, it's hard to beat. Really? Because, well, the strudel has some fruit in it, though. I mean, that makes it very delicious. Well, lady, lady lock's got whipped cream. What, are you kidding me? Yeah, whipped Who doesn't cream want is a f- fruit. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But okay, apple strudel, uh, I'd be happy to have some. Okay, I am hoping that over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be having an apple strudel. Oh, that's true. You'll be traveling. Yes, I'm going to be traveling. I'm going to be in Germany. Nice. And <laughs> yeah, and, and, uh, classic Mike has traveled to journey, Germany several times and told me that there is good food that mm. I can expect there. No, you're not a strudel. You're, you're not doing strudel or, or and schnitzel, you mean? Schnitzel. I'm concerned about schnitzel. No, Mike thinks I oh, should like schnitzel. Stuff. I think so. Too. I don't know. That's that seems like a lot to me. Mm-hmm. I would embrace strudel. 
I'm hoping I'll find a pretzel. I'm sure you will. Will I find a pretzel? Mike thinks I'll find a pretzel. You'll be traveling with the Oakland Girls Choir. With the Pittsburgh Girls Choir. Uh, that is very brave of you. Yeah. Very We're taking brave. 27 girls between the ages of 11 and 18. <laughs> and you're one of the chaperones mm-hmm. and the choir chaplain. Mm-hmm. God bless you, yeah. Kath. Yeah. So it's, say say it's prayers for Kath. Yeah. Because I'll say travels. I would very, very much covet mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Anyway, so, so strudel for all my people. Okay. Very good. That's what I say. Excellent. So you'll be gone for a couple of weeks. I will. Yeah, and but I'll be checking in because we're going to be oh, doing. That's right. Yeah, we're going to be doing a remote. Uh, it'll be our first international. Uh, well, not our first international, but the first one from Germany that we've had here live on the ride home. Well, the first international that involves you and I. That's right. Right. That's right. Yes, because you've traveled internationally, you know, many times, but that was before the technology right. allowed that you could take a little unit with you and broadcast from where you were. Spanning the globe, Kathy Emmons will join us mm-hmm. live on the ride home, bringing you the constant variety of sorts. Very nice. The thrill of victory, the agony of Strudel coming <laughs> to you live. No, I think Strudel's going to be the thrill. Oh, I think so, too. I feel good about you, it. Are you going to weigh yourself before you leave and then when you come back? I mean, I weighed myself this morning, so I know from whence I begin. Okay. Mm-hmm, so I, let's, uh, let's stay where I'm I'd say the under over, six pounds. Just say it. Six pounds. Sean, I'm not oh, coming God. back weighing six more Kath, pounds. That would be traveling. terrible. You no. want to sample the delights. I'm not doing it. Oh, please. I want to fit in my pants. Well, you can. After, just pay the price and then have a good time. Forget it. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.